this is your pathway to pro. I think the cool thing right now is that we have Lord Beezus in the house right now. Lord Beezus, tell them about yourself. Give them little tidbits, kind of give a little introduction and, and take it on from there. Sure. So, hey, how, how everybody, how's it going? Uh, my name is Brent Osgard, uh, a.k.a. Lord Beezus is what I go by. Uh, I've been professional gamer, I guess you could say, for over 13 years officially now. Uh, it's it's been a super journey getting to this point. Uh, a lot of obstacles I've faced, uh, but you know I couldn't be more thankful for the point where I'm at now. And it's 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 definitely you know the best way to describe it is the the road and getting here is is very like similar to traditional sports, and that's what I think a lot of people don't understand. And so I mean I'm happy of where I'm at and the achievements I do have and. I'm looking to keep things rolling, but um, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's good that you have that mind state. You know, a lot of people are starting to familiarize themselves with that. It's not just about picking up a game, a controller, and then just playing and you just obtain crazy success. It just doesn't work like that. You have to really uh, stand out. And, you know, number one, you have to make the, the networking connections, you know. Um, let's start right there. So, you know, and I'll, I'll like, when you first identify that man i'm i'm a i really want to play you know this games i want to be the best that i possibly can at them you know what was your first challenge that you had what was the first reality point that you had where you're just like oh snap i need to work on this if i don't work on this it's going to be my to my demise yeah so i guess i guess the an example we could come off of is that like when the league was first officially announced i was like this is something i have to be a part of so like as soon as the league was announced, even like even though I wanted to be a player, I like I was trying to figure out who was in charge, and I was sending emails out to people in the league, just familiarizing my uh, themselves with me and you know what I do and my experience within just you know the gaming industry in general and like my background and what I've done as far as running tournaments, winning tournaments, and just traveling and competing and you know just letting them know of my experience and you know just letting them know about my uh, I guess. Background. Yeah, background of what, what I'm capable of doing and just letting them know of my extreme interest of wanting to be a part of this league in, you know, whatever capacity possible. So that was that was something I was doing in the in the front in the early stages. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, when you when you recognize that you were doing that, that was your moment where you're like, OK, I'm, I'm doing this right. Or did you were like, man, I'm I'm bombing at this and it seems like things are just not <laughs> working how I thought it was going to work. Man, yeah. So it was, it was, <laughs> it was difficult. I mean, and you kind of know because you know we've had so many conversations over time, and you know, rejection is something you have to deal with, and it's, it's, and for me, I, I mean, I, everyone hates rejection. I'm, I'm not just gonna make it seem like I'm just different, but for me, it, it weighs me down, and it's like, what? Like, I'm serious, and then I, I can keep going, and you're going, and you're going, and and it's like some people is just, it's not your time. I guess is yeah. the best way to put it. So it was like. I, you know, I took interviews for teams for, you know, managerial spots and, and I was getting into like the final uh, candidates of things. And then I still wasn't being chosen. And I was just truly confused. I'm like, you know, and then, you know, it was no shot at anybody who was, you know, the final people chosen. I was just like, I, I just felt like I was a good fit. I felt like I could have did so many great things, but I guess that wasn't my, my call at that time. So exactly. yeah, it's, 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 it's tough. And it's, it's, it's like, it's like a, it's a business at the end of the day. And that's what 
people have to understand esports is a business and it's treated as such. So you have to come into this knowing that it's not, it's not just, just because, you know, we're playing a video game where you end up getting to play a video game. There's, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that is just formulated, just like a business. So it's treated just as such. It is. And that's, you know, that's a great way to introduce this podcast. It was real, right? It's letting you know, like, (laughs) you know, at this point, there's always going to be obstacles and, the, the individuals that succeed are the individuals who, you know, continuously hurdle over those obstacles or try to figure out ways to hurdle over those ob- obstacles. So, you know, let's take it all the way back, back. You know, when you were young, you know, high school, middle school, did you see yourself um, being in the position that you are in now? And not necessarily say, hey, you know, the success in which you've obtained, but, but just the fact that, man, I may just, you just may have just wanted to be a pro pro gamer, you know, did you, did you have those thought processes when you were young? So for me, cause I'm, I'm considered a little older in, in the gaming industry and just within the 2K league. So no, uh, I mean, sports was always in my background and I always was gaming and competing in tournaments and, you know, I was traveling and winning tournaments and making money, but I wasn't able to make a full-time career at that time, especially like in high school, because the resources weren't there. They were there in some other games, but it wasn't consistent. Like, you would have a big tournament for this once a year. So it was like, if you didn't win that tournament in NBA 2K for, let's say it was for 50000 or 100000 you know, it was like, crap, what am I going to do? Like, I can win some small tournaments here and there, but it wasn't enough for me to say, hey, mom, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this, and I'm, I'm good. I'm living great. I'm great. I'm great. <laughs> yeah, at that time, I was like, all right, you're like, yeah, I, I see you're good, and yeah, like, what you're telling me sounds great, but, you know, <laughs> Are your bills able to get paid? And or can you buy a house? Can you buy a car? Can you take care of me? You know, in the long run, doing this. so. That yeah, that that those were big things. And then I mean, uh, I was in high school. I was I was playing real basketball as well. So that's I come from that background of sports. That was always like kind of my every day. If I wasn't playing basketball in real life, yeah, I was I was on the game playing virtually. So I mean, yeah. sports was always running through my blood, and just that was that was like my daily process. Perfect. Yeah. And so when you when you recognize like okay. You know, you, you touched on something really um, key and a lot of people don't recognize and I, and I speak on it in regards to, you know, the esports space and all the different genres that are within the esports space. And, you know, from a from your perspective, you play basketball. So basketball was, you know, innately in, in you. Right. And you knew basketball, you knew sports. And, you know, that's what typically we see that transition over to esports, the sports genre, right? I know you, I know you play all type of different games. I know you play all type of different games. Um, and so in this instance right now, you know, a lot of the individuals who look like us, you know, they play sports games. We grew up in sports. Um, sports games isn't as popular as your League of Legends or your Dota's and all of those out there. Um, we see a growth element that's, uh, that we, that's transpiring right now. And so if I had to ask you, you know, you know, how, what's the difference between, you know, you playing different games like, you know, Call of Duty, you know, I, I know you are a, a big fan of NBA 2K and I know you like, um, you know, um, Madden. And so what's the difference between that of a sports genre and esports and that of, let's say, a shooting genre? Kind of give me you know, some more things outside of just the fact that one shooting, one of them gaming. Tell me about right. the community. Tell me what's different. Tell me how it makes you feel. And if you're a person on the outside looking in and you wanted to find your fit, give them your perspective. 
Ooh, there's a lot of ways I could touch on this. So that's a that's an interesting question. Uh one one thing that that stands out when you say that is the communities in general of of these of those type of games. So your FPS is like the crazy thing is like people kind of understand the the skill gap if that makes sense. So like compared to professional and a casual player, people respect that of the professionals and that they're able to differentiate those those group of people. With 2K and kind of sports the problem is, uh, I don't want to say it's a problem, but the difference in the communities is that everyone thinks that they're just very elite in these games and they don't understand the difference in these skill gaps. And that's something that's kind of like an alarming thing that we have within the industry because people don't want to fully respect the talent of the players within, you know, the 2K community and like the Madden community compared to like, you know, the people who play Call of Duty. Not everyone thinks they can just be a professional Call of Duty player. like. Some people may think they're good, but they don't think, yeah, I could be playing, you know, on uh, what's the Dallas team? There's, you know, the the, the, the Chicago Huntsmen uh, yeah. or something like that. They don't, yeah, I, I could easily be. But people think, yeah, I could, I could be in the 2K League. Like, and no, you couldn't. Like, <laughs> but people don't want to acknowledge that and accept that. And that that's that's a weird thing within the two different communities that I could point out off the top of my head. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, when it comes down to, you know, how do you find your best value? What's your best value proposition to the sports genre in which you play on a regular basis, you know, for that individual who's looking to be able to say, I, I think I'm okay with being sports. I'm okay with developing this, this specific genre. Like what's your, what's your value proposition to that of this genre? Uh, uh, repeat that question one more time. I just yeah. want to make sure I'm what, what, what's your value proposition to this specific genre of esports? Uh, sports, the sports genre of it? Like what's something that you know that you provide to help sustain or help grow this particular community that a lot of individuals are like, should I go in this space or not? Yeah. So what's your value that you provide? Okay, good. Okay, got you, got you. So for me, I would say it's, it's just my like longevity and experience, you know, competing as a gamer and then just my background of knowledge of sports when it comes from playing, like I said, uh, my playing career, playing basketball and just so just all, all around like IQ of knowing the game, the the real game of basketball as far as movement, placement, uh, communication, uh, IQ, like I just mentioned on. So I think all of that uh, on top of just, you know, playing the game for, for so long and just seeing the growth of the game and being able to adjust and adapt. So knowing angles and knowing the metas and understanding how the game has grown and how, you know, how the game has became easier, but knowing that and knowing how to use that to my advantage as well as just understanding the sport of basketball. Yeah, for sure. That's pretty big. So is it important, you know, is it important to know basketball when playing NBA 2K? I know there's a, the, you know, a stick skills. Yeah. I know there's a knowledge of basketball. Like how important is understanding basketball? When you're playing on your teams, how important is understanding basketball? And is there a difference, you know, from that of the six skills element and understanding the game? Does they need to come together perfectly in order to be the best player? You know, kind of give your perspective on that. Yeah. So, no, great question again. So I think those differences in just learning the game of NBA 2K and knowing basketball makes just that it gives you that little boost at times. Like sometimes in the instinct, like you're going to make that right play. You're going to fill that lane properly because, you know, I shouldn't claw, like, for example, on a fast break, like, if, if there's two of y'all up ahead, 
one of y'all is going to know the space, and then sometimes you're going to have that same guy who's going to run straight down to the middle of the paint because they want to they want to score so bad. But if you know basketball, you know I need to space that floor. Like you can learn these things from playing the game, but like I said, sometimes it's just in that you don't have to think about it. Like because oh, you learn from playing this game. Like oh yeah, I need to do that. It's just natural. Like it's just and, and it shows with those great players who you know, who played basketball and, and are, you know, maybe they weren't great at basketball, but they know basketball, they're good at basketball, and then they're playing this game and then they became great at this game. Like, you can, t- you can tell those little things, I promise. And exactly. that's, that's what shows to me the, the little gaps in, in, in players sometimes. That's perfect. So let me explain, let me ask this. This is a, something I've always been wanting to know, you know. You know, if, if eSports, specifically sports game, if they become hugely popular, which means from a younger demographic, less individuals will play traditional sports, right? Outside sports. And unless you play it, the, the less experience you have from a traditional rim, you may not know basketball as much as if you did play it. But if you're playing it on an eSports element, you know, do you see that as a benefit? Do you see that as a hindrance? How do you see the youth overcoming the element of not playing the traditional rim? Like we grew up playing it, right? We grew up, that was our, that's what, we grew up playing basketball on teams, Middle school, high school, college for some individuals. If you're if you're really a if you're going right now and you're 10, you're like, man, I may not, you know, I don't, the traditional element, but I want to play, you know, NBA 2K. Do you see not having the traditional element of understanding, you know, the the components that goes in traditional play? Do you see that as a, a hindrance to the next upcoming esports uh, NBA 2K player? I, I would say no. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think it, it's not going to hinder you. No, because at the end of the day, if you put the work in, you put the time into learning this game and just wanting to become better, you're gonna you're gonna learn these things that are that I spoken earlier that become natural. Like mm-hmm. you put the time and you put the work in, it's gonna show, and that and that applies to anything. That's like that's life. So uh, I'm not gonna say it hinders you, but at the same time, you know, coming from a basketball background, it doesn't hurt you, and it's not gonna it's not gonna it's not gonna do anything but help. So yeah. no, it won't hinder you. You put the work in, you're gonna, you're gonna, you know, the results are gonna show. It's, that's, it's, it's, that's awesome. So let's talk about, you know, your experience on the, the amount of, I won't even say stress, but the amount of like, um, it, like how eager you were to, you know, get drafted into the NBA 2K League. Talk about that process leading up to it uh, when you first. Uh, got drafted and you know give the individuals out there like where your mind was um, You know, how did you cope? How did you go practice? How did you even balance day-to-day life? Right just by you know working and then competing late at night kind of give that perspective on how did you balance it and what that feeling was like when you were like oh snap I made it I got I got called oh my my life is uh, my day to day life now is about to change. What was that like? Yeah. So if uh, I, I guess I'll go all the way back to explain this. So season one, I I didn't make it, uh, and that was that was stunning for me. So uh, to touch to touch on that, like long story short, for me, so uh, there was there was the competing process. So I was working full nine to five. So I, I would you know uh, eight to five really, but uh, I would work every day. Soon as I came home, I would get home about 5:30. The Xbox and PS4 gets cut on, doo doo doo, and I'm right on and I'm on it. And so, you know, I'm from then from 5:30 to one in the morning, you know, I'm I'm locked in. I'm competing. I'm trying to get my name out there. And so, and then 
that that you know also that and then that that first year was a bad year so the league has been in an establishment that's about to be the fourth season so that first year was tough for me we had hurricane harvey so i had lost my home uh, out here in houston so it was just it was i was going through a lot i was stressed but i knew this was what I, this is what i wanted to do and i was gonna you know find a way to make it happen so fast forward i won't dwell on the negative so fast forward uh season two i was like this has to happen and so I, same same process i'm still working full time you know bills have to get paid at the end of the yeah. day you know you gotta you gotta take care of your family or whatever it is you have going on so yeah. uh, still competing you know trying to showcase myself and elevate my platform or just you know my myself to be seen to coaches yeah. and appeal to players and stuff like that so competing winning a little more then you have then you have the combine process qualifying for that so mm-hmm. we have a, we have a, a combine just like traditional sports you have to you it basically you load in with four other people and you're competing you know uh, against random people across the world and you want to showcase your stats at that position your win percentage matters all these little things all these little intangibles matter so 5v5 everybody 5v5 right exactly so you're playing one position you're playing with four other people who you may you probably have never met in the world and you're expected to co- communicate and all these things are studied and to, to the T and that's how you're able to qualify with along with win percentage stats and all these things you're able to qualify to the next position once you do that then you have to go through the initial interview with the NBA is where someone calls you you don't see them but they look at you they talk to you they they want to gauge your personality because then the, the day it's a business like I spoke on earlier so they want to see if you can help them grow because then the day it's a how can you help me I can help I know how I can help you but how can you help me so yeah then you have that then after that if you're able to if they say okay then you qualify for the background process so you have to go through a background check so you're checking your social media so all these little things you do Facebook uh, Twitter Instagram uh, I don't use TikTok, but I guess some people use that now so all of this stuff is checked and they want to make sure that it's okay for their platform if, if they want to bring if you're accepted or brought in to compete in the league you know does this guy have issues or something that we have to worry about so then after that now you're just eligible to be drafted so now you have the chance to be drafted and this is where you have to go above and beyond and so then I was able to make it to that point and I was drafted by the Pacers my first year which was in season two and you know i was able to it was uh, the draft was in barclays center in, in, in brooklyn so i was able to walk across the stage put on my hat and finally be able to say i'm, I'm an official professional so yes blessing that experience in itself is uh, magical you know um i've seen you each time you know experience <laughs> those moments i mean especially in barclays so it was just like wow like you know just to kind of see you know you pop up on the screen uh you walk across that stage it's like, whoa, like, this is, you know, this is Brent, you know, like, <laughs> like I know this yeah, guy, you know, like, that's, a, <laughs> that's an element where it's, it's almost like, man, it's inspiring because you get to see someone really uh, follow through with their goal, right? They yeah. had one goal in their mind, they went through it. Um, you experienced not making that goal the first time around. You stay dedicated towards it um, and you, you got rewarded for it. And that's one of the biggest elements. And now you can be able to inspire a lot of young individuals out there um, who are looking to come up the same type of uh, journey as you. You know, I think you have a huge amount of opportunity to impact, you know, globally. Right. So in this instance right now, you know, that's one of the biggest reasons, you know, why for us, like here at East Bossier, it's like 
literally focusing in on how do you help the individual create their portfolio so they can go out into uh, the atmosphere of esports and really be able to say, look what you know we've done. Look at look at if you're a younger individual, look at your portfolio so you can feel confident that you should deserve this job. Because I remember talking to you, Brent. Lord Beavis was always confident that he deserves this spot, and it never wavered. And I'm just like, dog, he knows he's about to get this, you know. And <laughs> if he doesn't, he's still fighting, um, you know. And it, and it was really, really cool to be able to see. And so let's let's take it here, you know. You you were jazz gaming, you know. You're starting off the season. When did you recognize that y'all had a really good squad? Ooh, okay. I haven't been asked that question. Uh, okay. Uh, when did see. you know? Like, when did you like? Oh, I, I so, <laughs> so to be honest, so like our first game, so we played the Magic. Um, uh, we didn't look good. I'll be honest. It was like, I mean, it was a rough game for both teams, I guess. You know, but they, I'm sure they felt good. They were up like, uh, they were up double digits on us, and we, we, I had a bad first game, and then yeah, uh, saw so our series of best of threes. So we were able to come back uh, and pull out. Basically, we stole game one from them. And at that point, I was like, man, like we played like crap. And we still won that game. Like it was a low scoring game. Like we were just, you know, we, I guess we were just learning to click together. But I was like, once we stole that game and then game two, we ended up winning by like, that we did one by like 20. And so after that, honestly, after that first game, I was like, man, I was like, all right. If we played that bad and we were still in that game when we, we, we you know, we stole that first game and, and then we ended up sweeping them and winning that, winning that series, I was like, man, just imagine if we click from, from the jump and mm. yeah, it kind of, it took off from there. And when, like I said, we were able to have some good successes. Uh, we didn't cap fully capitalize, but yeah. we had a great year. What was, what was the record? What was Andy record? For the regular season, we, uh, we finished 14 and two. So second nice. best record in the league behind the Raptors. Uh, they went 16 and 0. So, I mean, one of the That's top top crazy. records in NBA 2K league history, so we had a we had a great year. Exactly, and and I remember uh, telling the whole community, uh, our community that we built, like when you got nominated as Player of the Week as a center, we were just power like, four, power four. oh, power four. Sorry, 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 power four. <laughs> Let me actually change this right now before I get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so let me say, let me change this really quickly. But when we, when we, at, when we engaged with it right now, we were just like the whole community, just like go and vote for Lord Beezus at that point. Cause it was just like, you know, it was so impactful to be able to see cause power fours don't get that type of love like that. They don't get it. Um, no. And so when we seen it, we were just like, Oh snap, you know, let's go forward. Let's go hard and hope that you can get it. Um, at that point, when you seen the community rallying behind you, how did you feel? Man, so I still I still remember like uh, kind of like just seeing that announcement and now it was special, man. I still I'm still appreciative of it. I mean, I finished second in voting, so that was yeah, it was unfortunate, but it, that was just great. Like I said, I was the only uh, power forward to be nominated the whole year as a, as a player of the week candidate. So just seeing that when I saw that uh, the picture of, of the of the candidates for the play of the week, and I was like, I was like, oh whoa, whoa. I mean, I had a great week, but I was just like, you know, it, it, like I said, you normally don't get recognition and. You know my position it's kind of like you're considered the glue guy that final piece who just puts everything together and you just have to you know be kind of unappreciated for being appreciated if that makes sense like 
So, and, and it's okay, you know, if you if you understand your role, that's what makes teams great, being able to excel at your role and understand your role. So, yeah, for sure. But yeah, see, seeing that uh, that that picture come out and that graphic come out, and then seeing you push it out and promote it, it was it was I was like, oh wow, this is this is really awesome to see, and it is. this is special. At the end of the day, it's it's something I'm truly grateful for. Now, one of the biggest things that you know hits to me is the ability to give back to the community, right? Um, I remember seeing you know you know during the off season. Uh, for the for the was a season was a season two or season three you came um, to the company in Dallas you moved out to Dallas it was for off season season two in in the season two in, in the season two and you know we were just like you know the goal was to go out into the community talk to students talk to instructors go to schools uh, and truly make an impact you know. And, you know, from your perspective, you took it in stride and you went out there and you engaged and, you know, talk about that experience of having the ability to compete on a live stage and then on off season come in and be able to still give back and still work within an esports realm. So you yeah. you have it in a good space because you're able to compete as a professional gamer and you're able to work in the esports space by giving back, giving your knowledge. Tell us, you know, what that experience was like. Yeah, so I, I couldn't ask for a better experience, honestly. Uh, being able to, you know, to still work, uh, being able to work full time within the industry in which I love and which I'm in, heavily involved with is is big. So, like you, like you touched on briefly, like yeah, being able to just educate and just talk to people, whether that's children, uh, adults educating people about you know the industry of esports and just kind of giving them my background on what i do and how i was able to get there and just if i can just even help one person maybe understand kind of about the 2k league or just about esports as a whole like then i feel accomplished because this is still a growing industry every day and people don't you know to this day people don't understand what esports is or how it came about or you know what the 2k league is or how it's very similar to the traditional sports or how you can actually you know make a career off this and and you know be paid salary to compete as a gamer and yeah. being able to get drafted so just being able to like i said educate people about what it is that some of us do and just about you know my passion in general and just i feel like once i'm able to sit down with people or just you know go out and talk with people they're able to maybe not relate but at the same time they can understand where i'm coming from and then yeah. at the end of the day we're all we're all learning something at the end of the day exactly now, I'm not going to push this, but I haven't talked to you in a minute. And <laughs> one of the biggest elements I, I talk, I, I would like to talk, I always would like to talk to you about is, you know, you know, post-professional gaming, where do you see yourself making a huge impact in esports? Yeah, so for me, uh, obviously, you, you can't play forever. I would like to, but <laughs> uh, go, like, you know, uh, in the next few years, I guess I would say, I, you know, I would like to be in a role of uh, in a managerial space, whether that's for a team hel helping yeah. as a GM or as a head coach. And then from then on, I would like to, you know, if, if there's an opportunity that presents itself, I would like to work with 2K in some capacity or within esports somehow in a like a tournament structure process or yes. just being in like, like an advisory role of a board and helping put stuff together and just orchestrate stuff and being able to uh, facilitate the structure of like yes. these events and tournaments, because I definitely think I could help kind of put those things together in a smoother process to where people aren't confused of how things going together, how this qualification process is working. So yes. all of the, all of those little things, I think I could truly help smoothen out. 
That's perfect. And I, I think you hit the, the nail um, on the head, and it's pretty cool because it showcases that total E2E ecosystem, right? It, it shows, hey, you know, you know, you know, just like when I, I mentioned in regards to Dave Fry, you know, it was just cool to be able to see, you know, his development just as much, just as much as yours. And, you know, when as a professional gamer, when you're when you're understanding the fact that, man, I can compete, I can engage. Uh, but what I'm also doing is developing this satchel of all this critical, all this super dope knowledge that is just as valuable to pass along. All right. That's, you know, individuals travel all around the world as consultants to be able to share their knowledge. Um, and I think that's something that you you have been able to acquire and you're every day acquiring more and more. And the value is that person who wants to be in your shoes and they will put in the energy, they'll put the time, they will even invest in themselves to make sure if it's not them, it's, you know, uh, a organization, it's a parent, it's the public school. Those elements will help them uh, be able to uh, develop more students uh, globally. And I think you have an incredible um, position to be able to really impact a lot of individuals by way of teaching individuals on what you know. And I feel when I think of you, uh, Brent, I, I look at it, I'm like, man, this guy has something that he can provide. And I feel like that's, that's a really good space for you to be a true leader um, in, uh, in the esports industry as it's developing right now. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why I felt like this podcast was so critical uh, because, you know, there's a lot of individuals out there that want to know how. They want to know how to create that full ecosystem element. And, you know, as they figure it out, um, I think it's impactful. It's an impactful resource. And you, you, you're living it, all right? You are living it every single day. And people want to hear from you um, because it's really authentic. It's really like, hey, this is, you put in that work, you put in that time uh, before anybody seen you, you know, even before yeah. the NBA 2K League was even a thought process. You sure. were putting it in regardless and just so happened things lined up and that's how life works right and so in this element you know i'm, I'm super appreciative of you being able to um, engage with this particular podcast and you know are there any other things that you really want to just highlight uh before we take it off yeah so i mean uh you kind of you kind of touched on it for me uh things were always about for it's, it's always like, I wanted to be able to say, I do what I love. So that's, that's always been a big thing for me. Like, it's not always going to be like that, but the goal for me was always to get to that point. So I'm, I'm happy to say that I'm at that point right now. Like I'm able to do what I love. I can wake up and I'm not saying, Oh, yeah. I gotta go to work or I got work today. Or, you know, for me, it's like, or, you know, during the season, I got a game today. Oh, I'm, I'm not mad about that. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm excited. I'm eager. I'm ready to go. I'm pumped competition is yeah. what I love, like competing and just being able to do what I love at, at, at the highest level possible. So I'm, I'm, so I'm grateful awesome. that I'm appreciative of it. And I know that it wasn't a handout. I put the work in yeah. to get where I'm at. So no one can take that away from me at the end of the day as well. Who, which team, which team would you want to uh, get revenge at? So you mentioned, you mentioned Ryan earlier. So, yeah. so <laughs> Ah, man, we had a tough loss to them in one of the tournaments. Uh, ah, something I still can't get off my head. <laughs> tough, tough loss. We were supposed to go to the finals of the tournament, and oh, those guys came and took it from us. And 
we we were up 13 with two two minutes and 30 seconds left and let him come back on a crazy swing oh and, my god so yeah that's that's a game i would love to get back and but they ended up doing their thing and they they won the championship yeah. so nothing but respect to them at the end of the day um but yeah that's that's the team if that's the team you got a chance i would i would love to play with uh play against them again and, and everybody you know everybody thought it was a raptor you know like that that's oh, a <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah so that was, I mean, that how, could you, how could you not they had a they had a fantastic year so i mean it was pretty crazy to be able to see it all um outside of that i think we're good i think we have a good you know a good uh, it gives enough to be able to um engage with you more in the future uh brent as i tell you man i'm super um uh, inspired by your journey you know i learned everything i learned every day from you um, I learned about, you know, most importantly, your diligence and resilience and just being able to keep it forward and keep it pushing. Um, you inspire me, you know, and you definitely inspire our team. When our team recognized, like, you're going to be on fire, they were like, oh, snap, you know, like, yes, we're going to see this, you know. Um, and I think it's pretty dope. It, it speaks on the efforts that you put in there because, you know, you know, our staff, they, they're gamers. You know, they're gamers at heart. They're true gamers at heart. It's, it's, nothing wrong it's, with that. it's nothing wrong with that, you know, so it's like, you know, you go, we, we got to get it. And then after it's everybody here playing games in the, in the facility, it's like, it's like one of those things was like, man, this is, this is interesting. And they want to hear this, right? You know, all the other stuff, they're like, ah, business, ah. But they love the fact that being able to engage and see, you know, a professional gamer. And I think every organization every entity every um ecosystem that's trying to be developed you have to have the authenticity of the gamers you have to be involved in the community um to a you know an intense degree because if you're not it shows right and that's one of the biggest advice that i would provide to any instructor any teacher any organization is uh really uh put in that time and effort to be a part of the community, put value, give value to the community and the community will give value back to you. And that's one of the number one goals um, that every entity should have. So, Brent, Lord Beezus, sorry I got your position wrong. I am going to fix that. <laughs> but definitely, um, I, it's cool. And I think I've, I've, I've seen you in cinema before. So it's just like trying to like, no, no, and I, I do play Sims. So I'm, 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 I'm trying to lie. In the league last year, I played Power Forward. Last year, I was, I was able to play Power Forward all year. Like, uh, with the Pacers, I played center and Power Forward. So That's you're dope. Good. You're not upset. You're not – y'all heard me in any way. You're good. <laughs> oh, that's dope. Okay, so with that stated, I supremely am thankful for you being able to tune in and provide your insights. Yeah, exposure. Exposure. And this is your pathway to pro.